The WJR Sportsbook. Like that guy said. Uh, nice to have you with us. Uh, another exciting episode. Uh, my name is Steve Courtney. Hello. Jamie Edmonds here. What's going on, girl? It's nice to be in the air-conditioned studio today. I like it. Yes. Uh, last week's thrilling episode, we were at the Detroit Golf Club in anticipation. Also fun. Oh, very fun. Yeah. Uh, anticipating the fourth edition of the Rocket Mortgage Classic, and we are going to keep bits about that coming up in the moments ahead. But first of all, a very important piece of business. Thank you very much to our friends at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort for making this possible. Uh, It is produced, as always, by the one, the only, Nicholas Roddy. What's up, bud? Hi, how's it going? You all right? Yeah, I've seen Jamie now like three times. (laughs) I know, I saw him every day at the Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, it was, uh, well, you know what? I don't know who was on the weather committee, but it couldn't have been any better. All weekend long. Yep. Low humidity, sun every day. And it proved to be really good conditions for them to shoot low, get some birdies. And they did. Uh, Blake is here. Uh, just kind of hanging out. What's up there, dude? Hi, I'm I'm here. Yes, I, Steve. We basically just work together nonstop. I think. How blessed are you? Compa- are, you two? Uh, are you complaining? <laughs> no, I love working with you, and I genuinely mean that. <laughs> See, now isn't so, that nice? Isn't that nice way to start the show? Coworker love. Uh, Nick, you want to chime in on that? <laughs> Nick, do you love working with me? I'm sorry, I can't hear you guys. My connection. Internet's yeah, cutting right. out. Oh, I yeah. see. He's uh, not in the air-conditioned studio. Jamie, you uh, got some walking in. Yes, the Rocket Mortgage Classic and, you know, any golf course, you're going to walk a lot. So I got my steps in. A couple times, people drove by me. This is a funny story. Mark Hollis in an Escalade stopped, oh, yeah. and he goes, can I give you a ride? Thank you. Yes, you can. <laughs> what a gentleman. <laughs> what a gentleman indeed, but we've known that about Mark for a while. Uh, you, my dear, are looking about a li- little more than a month away. Oh my gosh, Steve. Yes. Five weeks, maybe. <sighs> Very exciting. <laughs> yeah. When you say that, it feels really real. Well, and, and the best news is, uh, hubby Ryan, um, has been the foreman for <laughs> the assembly process in the nursery and you cribs and dressers. Fun- another and- funny story. Of course. He's on the golf course at our country club in Gross Point, and a guy comes up and goes, I hear you're putting a crib together because he heard our talk, oh, yes. our story here on this show. Well, I don't really think he did, but it, it doesn't matter <laughs> because Ryan and I are cut out of the same cloth, as it turns out. <laughs> so, helped. Well, that's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, getting to the subject matter at hand, and that is the spectacular golf in particular – if your name is Tony Finau, all of a sudden, uh, this dude is in the zone. Closes with a 5-under-67 for a five-shot victory, not to mention a tournament record 26-under for his fourth career win and a third title in 11-plus months. Remember, he won the 3M Open in Minnesota last weekend. Love watching this guy play. First of all, I like him. I think he's a great guy. Second of all, it's fun to watch him play. I mean, he didn't have, he had one bogey the entire tournament. He had one bogey in 64 holes. He's on fire right now. The bogey, interesting enough, coming on the par 311th. And then I think he followed that up with a 30 foot birdie putt. Right. 
on 12. So, you know what? It didn't really bother him, that first bogey of the entire weekend. No. I asked him about that very thing. Like, what's the mentality? You get that bogey. I guess you could have gone to a dark place, if you will, and gone the other direction, but uh, this is his answer. Yeah, it's huge. You know, I think um, I'm a big believer in bouncing back, you know, not only after a bogey, but just in life. You know, you've got to overcome obstacles, and, you know, that was the obstacle I was facing. You know, I could either make more bogeys coming down the stretch or, or turn that into making some birdies, and I was able to make some birdies, which uh, which was really nice. Kind of a metaphor for Detroit, our city. A hundred percent. That's right. When your back's against the wall, just keep fighting, you know, and that's what I love about Detroit, the strong people here and um, a lot of great athletes great men that i look up to and it's cool to be able to win here in detroit he will always remember the d because he won for the first time in six attempts when he had or shared the 54 hole lead in a pga tour event uh and you talk about some other numbers james uh he hit 66 of 72 greens in regulation trailing the accuracy of just two players since 1980 in a pga tour 72 hole event unbelievable yeah I'm sure he wished he peaked closer to some majors, but the FedEx Cup playoffs are coming up. Why not, Tony Fino? I don't see why not. Not the way that he's playing. And again, um, I was excited uh, when he was added to the field, uh, an already stellar field, um, because he's the type of guy that if you're just tuning in, you don't know if he's up by three or down by three, if he's playing well, if he's playing like crap, whatever the deal is. His... Uh, his uh, demeanor remains the same. Yeah. He talked about that a little bit, too. He tries to stay even-keeled. Isn't that what we all try and do on the golf course and fail? It's so mental, this game, and he sure seems to have found a way to keep himself steady. Well, you're absolutely right. If I could steal anything from Mr. Finau's game, it would be that. Right. But it's hard. <laughs> I know. It's, it's really hard. Uh, but uh, as we look to the uh, FedEx uh, Cup playoffs, going to be very interesting. But, you know, we were talking, uh, doing a show last week. Uh, the thought was that the fine folks at the Detroit Golf Club uh, were going to grow the rough out a little bit, make it a little bit more challenging. There's no secret that these tour players are going to go to town on that layout. Well, they destroyed the front i don't i saw a stat that i don't have in front of me they just destroyed the front the back was harder for them and it was harder for them that one day it was super windy i think it was thursday oh, afternoon yeah. mm-hmm. it was hard but the conditions were just so perfect for them that they were throwing darts at these greens and making their putts so it was uh, nate lashley uh that had the tournament record of 25 under that in 2019 so uh you get tony you know just goes to 26 under. Um, I kind of like that, though. You know? Does it matter to anyone what it is? Does it matter? Uh, you know, you're going to have maybe some purists saying it's just too easy. This this course is just too easy because uh, I think, if I heard correctly, Finau's average approach Coming off like, a draw. Tell me. Was 130 yards. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a little shorter. Some of these guys had like 60 yards in. Right. Wyndham drove number one, I believe, on the front. He drove the green. Well, again, would I like to see it 
a little more difficult, maybe. Maybe uh, grow the rough. Another what? I don't know. Like a cornfield? <laughs> no, no. Uh, because you're right. Uh, there were points on that course where if you were in the lettuce, uh, it was pretty tough. Um, and then when you consider the likes of Gary Woodland, Matt Kuchar didn't make the cut. Maybe just. Mm-hmm. True. Okay, okay. It's it's okay. And it felt like Patrick Cantley was going to make a run. And the course stood up to him and he couldn't. He couldn't make a couple putts down the stretch, and that helped Tony Finau. So it's not like it was an easy breezy. Well, now, all of a sudden, next year, uh, this fine event is moving back to 4th of July weekend. Mm. It was 4th of July last year, and then they moved it to the end of July, and I loved it. (laughs) Now it's back. Well, you know what that's going to do? Just because it is Fourth of July weekend, that is going to affect uh, a lot of folks' plans because the gallery was very lively all weekend long. Yeah, because it it's great. become kind of a summer staple, not only in Detroit but obviously the great state of Michigan, and I would imagine the uh, the surrounding states to come up and watch pro golf. And now you're going to move it back to Fourth uh, of July weekend. So a lot of Canadians came too to follow Taylor Pendrith. Kind of felt bad for that guy. Yeah, trying, trying to find his first win. He's right there. But he, you could see how tentative he was in the final round. He was, His putts very. weren't even getting to the hole. Uh, not to mention, uh, bring history into the conversation, James. He struggled in the final round just as he did the only other time he had a 54-hole lead. He led the Bermuda Championship, you recall, last October by three shots before a 76 dropped him into fifth place, which was his best finish before this showing here in the Motor City. Meanwhile, for his efforts, Tony Finau picking up uh, $1.5 million. What if you made a couple of those par fives, par fours? That mm. could make it harder. Could. Or maybe it, it, it just is what it is. I, I love, and, you know, we've had the opportunity to play both courses at the Detroit Golf Club, and it's always a treat. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it, it, it is what it is because, you know, I think from a player's standpoint, they're clearly talking about what's going on with the, uh, 313 challenge and everything else. It's really cool in and of itself. Uh, I know they like the Donald Ross design. I know they like staying at the Shinola hotel. Guys have come out and said it's one of the best places to stay on tour. And that matters. Yeah. It's cool to come to Detroit. You heard Fee now. He likes it here. Loves it a lot. You know what? I wonder if he had any idea how hot Patrick Cantlay, number four in the world, started. I I don't know. Do you think they look at those scoreboards as they walk by? For me, Some do. For me, I would not look at it to try and keep that mentality of even keeled. Well, they've talked about this during various PGA Tour broadcasts, and I think the consensus is why wouldn't you look at the scoreboard to see where the hell you're at to know what you have to do exactly and you can hear the roars when things are happening around you right you want to know what's going on but man what it can't they do four birdies out of first five holes yeah four of the first five or four of the first six something like that but it was something to watch i told my camera guy I go well now we gotta go get can't lay highlights because he might win this thing but uh then uh, obviously he uh cooled off and the day belonged to Mr. Tony Finau. And while we're at it, uh, congratulations to everybody involved 
in the Rocket Mortgage Classic. I hope Jason Langwell took a nice day off today and he is sleeping. <laughs> bet you did. I bet you it was <laughs> a nice. That guy works hard. I bet you it was a nice 12 hour snooze. Yeah. And then he tomorrow he'll start working on the July 4th weekend next weekend. Well, you know, it, it takes literally a village to put something like this together. You know, the volunteers and everybody else, and obviously those uh, directly affected at the Detroit Golf Club and. You know, the members, some of them are probably very happy they get their club back. Yeah, they can golf now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a job well done. Once again, can't wait for number five next July 4th weekend. Steve Courtney, Jamie Edmonds here with you. A decision came down today uh, in the National Football League. It did. We'll talk about that coming up. It's the sports book on 760. WJR. All right, welcome back in, folks. This coming down today, Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson will serve a six-game suspension without pay, but will not be fined for violating the league's personal conduct policy following accusations of sexual misconduct. Uh, this according to disciplinary officer Sue L. Robinson. Uh, she ruled again today. Robinson's comprehensive 15-page conclusion stated that though Watson violated the personal conduct policy, there was not enough evidence to justify an indefinite suspension. Well, what do you make of that? I don't think it's enough. <laughs> I mean, that's my initial reaction. The What's the guy's name who... Calvin Ridley. ...gambled, yeah. and he's out for 17 games. This guy has all these women accusing him. Six games, no fine. Well, and I'm sure uh, Sue L. Robinson, and by the way, this was in her role as disciplinary officer. Of the She's National a former Football federal League. judge. She is. Uh, and this that. was her first little go around in her new position, and she failed miserably. And I'll tell you <laughs> why. You had bring Calvin Ridley into the equation. Uh, over a five-day period, this inquiry showed that... He bet $1,500 on parlays, on league, on league games, not the Atlanta Falcons. And by the way, Calvin Ridley was not with the Atlanta Falcons at the time the legal bets were made. Mm -hmm. He uh, stepped away from the game to concentrate on his mental health. So he got a full season suspension. He can apply for reinstatement, I believe, in February of 2023 because he gambled gambled right legally Legal. yeah yeah uh i understand the league stance on gambling been in plenty of locker rooms many signs it doesn't matter what sport you're talking uh big signs all over the place gambling is illegal but the fact of the matter is he stepped away from the team to concentrate on his mental health did not bet on the atlanta falcons it was a 1500 dollars parlay and they suspend him for one full season up to 30 women have alleged sexual impropriety by deshaun watson and he settled with 23 of the 24 in texas exactly uh those in houston uh in the legal world chose not to uh bring formal charges right okay that's whatever but where there's smoke there's fire yeah, but it's important that he wasn't criminally charged because I'm sure she took that into account. If the man isn't criminally charged, 
you know, I guess hands are tied at some point. Okay, but if there's a personal conduct policy, and you and violate there is, it, yeah, in the National Football League, if you've got thirty women say saying that you did this, that, or the other thing, and the stories are pretty much the same as to what the mo was right and they now there's a problem confer they came independently with the exact same story exactly so you come through with a six game suspension and by the way for his behavior he is rewarded with one of the most lucrative contacts in national football league history this six game suspension will cost Deshaun Watson roughly $300,000 in change. That, my friends, is pocket money. Correct. Yeah, it seems honestly like this is no big deal. He's rewarded with a huge contract, but this is what happens in the NFL. Huge contracts, guys are traded, domestic abuse, domestic assault, all that, you know, whatever, as long as they win and they're good. Well, the uh, NFLPA has come out and said that they will not appeal and they urge the NFL to do the same. I read that and their reasoning is you hired this independent former federal prosecutor to go through the evidence. Why do that if the NFL is just going to make their own decision? So that's their argument. The NFL has three days to respond. And uh, we'll see what the uh, commissioner decides to do because listen, uh, all you have to do is uh, have a Twitter account and understand that this is not going over well. It's not going over well at all. Let me ask you this, James. Um, if you're a member of the Cleveland Browns, how is this going over with you? In particular, if you have daughters. Right. Or you're a female fan of the Cleveland Browns. Well, when they signed Deshaun Watson to this ridiculous contract, uh, many Many Cleveland Browns fans who have had season tickets for a while, and they suffer just like we do here, uh, they turn their season tickets in. Right. And everywhere, once he is able to come back, have to look at the schedule to see when that triumphant return is going to be. Every time the Browns go on the road, Deshaun Watson's life is going to be a living hell. A living hell. I mean, sure, he's going to get heckled, but... Will it be a living hell? He's still playing the game he loves. He's making a ton of money. What if, you know, he goes and does this again? You can't say it's not going to happen. Right. Because it happened at least 30 times. Right. 30. That's a person with a problem. He is eligible to return, by the way, for the Browns, their October 23rd game at Baltimore. You think there's going to be a few protesters here? Look, I yeah, I don't understand the you know the logic here, you know, because we all have read for months and months and months exactly what this guy was up to, to the point of what? How many? How many? Yeah, numbers? more and more numbers just kept coming out, and there's probably more out there. Uh, and then it comes down to this. So uh, again, Sue L. Robinson, the disciplinary officer with the National Football League. A six-game suspension. It's uh, kind of outrageous. And, you know, again, Blake, Nick, feel free to jump in here if you've got uh, thoughts. Um, 
it, it, it's it's not even close here, honestly. I mean, uh, plenty of time to do the investigative work. And it's sitting right there. This is what the dude did. Right. And if he settled, then there's culpability. You're admitting culpability, are you not? Well, then what his attorney said. I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, my God. This guy, if he was my attorney, I'd have been absolutely beside myself and uh, let him go immediately. But, you know, basically what he said was, you know, theoretically what Deshaun did is not really illegal. (laughs) What are you talking about? It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. I mean, the NFL has, like, done this before, though. I don't, like... The fact that anybody's surprised is sad. I mean, right. the, the, this isn't the first joke suspension uh, by far. Uh, Blake's right. It happens like all the time. Even there's suspicion of a college player, teams will still draft them. When there's actual evidence of a player doing something horrible, they get contract extensions. Right. Well, as it applies to the National Football League, God forbid you're wearing the wrong socks. Right. Or because you put all hell breaks shoes. loose. Or yeah. gamble on other teams when you're away from the team. Or celebrate too much in the yes. end zone. Or if you put your ill brother's initials on your cleats and you didn't get league approval, oh, oh we can't have that. It's, the wrong, it's focusing on the wrong things. As usual. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and again, the way this season is going to unfold for uh, Deshaun Watson, I, I, I don't think it's going to be good. But One of the bigger issues is, like you mentioned, Steve, his contract. Cleveland knew that something like this could happen, so they gave him a contract or a salary of just over a million dollars for this year. Mm-hmm. His salary next year is $46 million because they knew if he was going to get suspended – they didn't want their star quarterback to lose any of his money. They'll right. just backload his contract and and let him keep his uh, his two hundred million dollars. That is that gross. So the uh, Cleveland Browns apparently have kicked off the reward a degenerate program, and that's exactly what's going on here. Now they're not the only ones. The Kansas City Chiefs have rewarded domestic. It's the same oh, GM. It's going on. Yeah, it's going on. I get that. Uh, so, you know, where the NFL comes out and says they want to protect the shield, they understand the brand, they this, that, and the other thing. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I think through this decision, there's going to be hell to pay. Now, is it going to be... How so? We don't know. Right. Yeah. But it, it's just going to be a real foggy uh, season because, uh, Nick, do you agree? Having been uh, around NFL games for a while, uh, everywhere... Uh, the Browns go. This is going to follow Deshaun Watson. Oh yeah, for sure. But do you think this is a possibility? I don't want to be like a conspiracy theorist, but do you think that maybe that this suspension is light so that Roger Goodell can come in and and up the suspension to possibly a full year and he and be can be the hero, public image uh, support. Yeah, be the hero. Well, yeah, maybe, but uh, you know that dude. He. he what did he make last year? Like $25 million? Goodell? Yes. Yes. I it's an ungodly amount yeah. of money. And I know he's got a little responsibility going on, but if you're going to say the shield is special 
and that you want to preserve the brand and this, that, yada, 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 then, you know, you can't fall short at times like this. Uh, no, he makes $63.9 million, <laughs> according oh. to Forbes. Oh. Well. Does he have like a... So there's that. <laughs> does he have like a uh, Bitcoin side job or anything? I mean, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I know. Good Lord. All right, folks. Uh, the Major League Baseball trade deadline, 6 o'clock tomorrow night. Sadly, the thought is the Tigers are going to be sellers. Because why? Because they've been very disappointing. More of the sports book coming up on WJR. You know, honestly, it was like four months ago when the expectations for your Detroit Tigers sky high. Sky high! I know. I was and in Florida feeling good. We all were. Um, and it's just, it just hasn't happened. Here we are. August 1st, Tigers, 21 games under 500. I said 21 games under. You know who was else was feeling good? Al Avila. He was saying playoffs. <laughs> yeah, A.J. Hinch, you know, win the division, postseason, uh, getting the Tigers back to where we all have a lot of fun. A pennant chase in August in this town is just the Great. craziest. They're 41 and 62. The trade deadline in Major League Baseball, 6 o'clock tomorrow night. Uh, doing a lot of reading on this subject a week ago. And uh, those who are truly in the know, under the impression that there really isn't anybody, anybody, on this Tiger roster that isn't tradable. Well, <clears throat> I believe they came out and said that everyone's available, which is not what we thought would happen four months ago. No, in a perfect world. Going into the trade deadline, the Tigers contending, and they're going to be buyers. And uh, it's not going to happen. By the way, Tarek Skubal expected to be on the Hill uh, right about now as the Tigers kick off that three-game series in Minnesota with the Twins. Skubal is 7-8, and 3.67 the ERA, uh, just on fire uh, earlier in the year. And his name has been bandied about. Uh, as far as trade talks go. Well, he's the only opening day p- starting pitcher like that hasn't been injured. And they did think that, you know, you know, rumors were that he was going to go somewhere. But if he's pitching tonight, I think he stays. Yeah, I don't think they'd uh, start him if uh, there was a, a, a deal in the works. But uh, let's take a look here. How many Tigers are hitting 300? <laughs> uh well, the problem has been their hitting. The problem has been Alavila not bringing someone in here to hit. Well, I think he thought he did. Um, and look, there's been some things that haven't worked out. Spencer Torkelson, I think, a little over his head. I think the expectations on him at this point in his career, a little heavy. And yeah. I think it ate him up. Yeah. But you paid all that money for Javier Baez. He was supposed to have power. Uh, yeah, Javi Baez, about that. Uh, he's hitting 221 right now, uh, 39 RBI, uh, which, by the way, is tops on the team uh, in 10 home runs. I mean, it's just not panned out. 
Uh, 39-year-old Miguel Cabrera hitting 277 with 36 RBI and uh, four home runs. He's been kind of the spark plug. At, yeah, uh, Harold Castro has been doing a little something recently. So the, I like the Castros. <laughs> Willie and Harold, you know, they're they're contributing anyway. Yeah, yeah. Harold's hitting 281. Willie's hitting 245. Uh, 18 RBI for Willie, 22 RBI for Harold Castro. But you look at, you know, remember when the Austin Meadows acquisition took place? Yes. Everybody said, my God. That was supposed to be exciting. That's a steal. And the poor guy, you know, vertigo and Achilles and, you know, everything else. Some of these things are out of Alavila's hands, like vertigo, like whatever's going on with Rodriguez. We've said all that. But also... There's got to be culpability. It's been seven years, and we're selling again at the deadline. Well, and if depending on how hard they sell, you know, you read it between the lines, and all that means is an elongated rebuild. Right, because what do you get? Prospect. And do you want him making the trades? <laughs> I don't think, uh, you know. This is something Chris Illich has to figure out if he hasn't already going into a trade deadline. You know, I hope Chris called Alavila into the office and said, hey, fella, what, you know. Hey, fella. Things have not panned out this year. What's the plan? On well, his trades to haven't worked no. out either. No, <laughs> going all the way back to JV. Yeah. He's gotten horrible returns. You know, and that's another head scratcher. At one point, you had Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, David Price, all on a rotation, you didn't win a world championship. That was Dombrowski. And then everyone wanted Dombrowski out. And I always thought he was great. And then he goes to Boston and wins a title. Riley Green. He is the one. There's who you're going to build this franchise around. Sure. But that's one guy. Jamer Condolari. You look so defeated over there. Listen. I my spirit's broken. Yeah, you look like it. It, it. it truly is. I'm uh, I'm a little bummed out that we're talking about this. Right, me too. You know, and I think the city in general, because you know, there's been some decent crowds down there, and they've waited. Because remember, you know, I remember like it was yesterday, James, doing the show. Well, it's May. <laughs> yeah, I know we said that. Well, it's late May. Well, it's early June. Well, it's mid June. And they've never gotten any better. Mm-mm. They rattled off that six-game winning streak a couple of weeks ago. And you're thinking, okay, well, you know, maybe for the All-Star break, I think. And They just uh, can't hit. Their relievers are pretty good. And those are the guys that are on the chopping block that might go somewhere. And that in and of itself doesn't make sense to me either. But, you know, and, and look, again, I know that injuries are a part of sport. Mm-hmm. Has been forever, always will be. And every team deals with injuries. But not to the degree that this Tiger team has. And that's fair to say. Sure. I'm not stepping out of bounds. I'm not uh, protecting the franchise here. It is what it is because there for a while, any given week, you'd have three starting pitchers go down. Right. It was unreal. Right. Like, what the hell is this? A Stephen King movie? <laughs> I don't even think, from what I understand, uh, Michael Fulmer made the trip to Minnesota. That's not that a good is sign. telling, and he is his contract's up, so it makes sense move him and get something. Joe Jimenez, his name has come up. Um, we'll see again. Trade deadline six o'clock.
tomorrow night. Meanwhile, training camp 2022 in full effect for your Detroit Lions, not to mention hard knocks right around the corner. We'll talk about that as we continue with the sportsbook here on 760 WJR. As always, thank you very much to our good friends at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort for their support of this here program. And by the way, if you've been losing sleep over this story, um, get some snooze. The Cardinals have indeed removed the independent study clause from Kyler Murray's gargantuan contract. That was such an odd story. If you put in the contract, people are going to know about it. Then people found out about it, and they took it off. Well, you know what? Um, it was kind of interesting because if you recall, uh, the Cardinals were not that happy with Kyler Murray at the end of the season. His work ethic was called into question. Um, they said he's got to be better. And then what do they do? They reward him with a gazillion dollars. But tried to put something in writing that he has to study. Which, which doesn't that kind of go along with a quarterback at the NFL level? Aren't you supposed to do that? Yeah, and I don't think they do anything just willy-nilly. There's a reason they put that in there. And so I don't understand why they put this in there. You know, I, I, I always, you know, do this, that, and the other thing. Well, apparently you don't, dude. And then what? Because he's embarrassed they took it out? Who leaked it? That's what I... It makes everyone look bad. Well, not to mention, who's to say they did take it out? Stay woke. Oh, conspiracy theorists. I've watched some murder she wrote in my time. (laughs) Know exactly what's going on here. Uh, I was talking to uh, our fine producer, Nicholas Roddy, earlier in the day, and uh, I think there's going to be a lot of folks a little confused with what's going on with NFL TV this season there has been some changes nick uh what's the deal so yeah we're talking about thursday night football and amazon prime has the exclusive contract of thursday night football all season uh for 15 games so i guess they have a couple weeks off where they don't get the exclusive so probably week one and probably thanksgiving something like that well word just came out that um direct tv and amazon are closing in on a deal that allows DirecTV to carry Thursday night football at bars and restaurants. So uh, your local watering hole, uh, even if you don't have Amazon Prime, will be able to, to uh, show Thursday night football. Now, will these games, Nick, on Amazon Prime on Thursday nights, will they be simulcast on the NFL Network or no? I do not believe so, no. 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 Oh, that's nope. crazy. That's going to confuse a lot of people. Old people. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say Just well, like... They I'll couldn't the find park. the Tigers game on Peacock the other day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, at the abode earlier when I was talking to Nick about this, my son walks by. Hey, Trev, do we have Amazon Prime? <laughs> yeah, okay, good. I guess we have it. You know how to turn it on is the thing. Of course. Okay. All Steve's right. with it. He has a house phone. He knows how to do everything. <laughs> I know Landline it. guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm being judged because I have a landline. <laughs> Unbelievable how it works out. Uh, hey, a week from tomorrow, guess what? Hard Knocks debuts. Cannot wait. Did you see the trailer? Yes. So excited. It is going to be, uh, I think, very entertaining. I 100% agree with Jared Goff, who told us on Wednesday that Dan Campbell will be a national star. I don't think there's any doubt. Did you see uh, out at training camp uh, a lot of... 
lot of the Lions players are now signing kneecaps. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, you know, they're doing it. Whatever. Uh, Embrace it. It's fun. That's all it is. Yeah. Just fun. Uh, now, Penny Sewell was a man to be reckoned with today out there in Allen Park. First padded practice. He's an animal. That's what all of the writers who were there today have tweeted out. Literally every single person said he was the best player on the field. Uh, apparently uh, there was a screen where he pulled and um, kind of laid into Jeff Akuda a little bit. Not really what you want with a young kid trying to come back from... Achilles. Yeah. Well, I also heard that he there was a one-on-one with Hutchinson and Panay just really... Took it to him. Although, uh, that being said, I guess Aiden has been mechanically sound. And the players, his teammates, have, you know, just applauded this kid's work ethic. Great. But That's what ke- you want. <laughs> let's keep the expectations to something real. Oh, yeah. He's going to have 12 sacks, man. It happens every year. I was there Wednesday for day one, and the optimism through the roof. <laughs> Were you shocked? <laughs> In any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I'm shocked every year. Uh, seven. Yeah. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I think so, too. But who's going to the Pro Bowl? You say DeAndre Swift, right? I do. I, yeah. I think he's got uh, Pro Bowl caliber. And you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to throw Frank Ragnow into that mix. Great. I hope you're right. And Penny Sewell, if he keeps playing. Playing the way he's doing right now. How many Pro Bowlers are the Lions going to have, Steve? <laughs> well, you know, sadly, I suffered from Ken Brown syndrome there for I a see minute. that. The Lions are going to go 17-0. and How's the B-roll going to be on Hard Knocks? Will it make the city look good or bad? I think good. I hope so. You know, I got to tell you. you there, James? What's that, say, Nick? Nick? I said, are you going to be in the background in the in the media room? Yes, I texted my husband. I'm like, I think I might make hard knocks a couple times. And I will say this, and what's his name over there? Uh, raises a good point, Blake Aru. Uh, <laughs> watching you. the Rocket Mortgage Classic, um, CBS did a wonderful job with the skyline, showing the river. You know, on the tube, Detroit is a beautiful city. Yeah, you get that with the Grand Prix, too, when it's like right. over Belle Isle. Yeah, I thought it was uh, very well done. So uh, can't wait for uh, Hard Knocks. Who else uh, is kind of like a uh, personality on this Lions team? Well, we did the uh, Frank Ragnow event on the Mitch Album show uh, with his foundation. I asked Frank if they were going to do a piece with him fishing. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, not yet, but, you know, he'd love to. I think Aleem McNeil is really funny and fun. Yeah. I think T.J. Hawkinson's growing into his veteran status and has some funny things to say. T.J.'s a uh, good chat, but, you know, he's not... um, He's not, yeah. He's not, you know, electric. And I don't mean any offense by that. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I know what you mean. Like a Golden Tate, who was always a good... Exactly, exactly. And I'm wondering who HBO is considering for the in-season hard knocks, which they did the Colts last year, and it was fascinating. A completely different dynamic in-season. I hope it's the Cardinals. Dan Campbell's such a star. They double up. All of a sudden, my Pro Bowl selection's looking pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I think Uh, it is the Cardinals. 
I think they did announce that it is going to be the Cardinals. Oh, oh, that's going to be Cardinals. great, okay. Kyler Murray. Wow. He's going to be stunning his face off. Every shot of yeah. him will be in the film room. Yep. And then he's going to flip off the camera, and that'll be that. Hey, we got to go. Uh, Blake, thank you. Uh, Nick, great job as always. Jane, pleasure to be Bye, here. Friend. All right, we'll see you soon. Thanks to you for listening to 760 WJR.